Hey everybody, this is Clover Chat, brought to you by the University of Minnesota Extension and the Minnesota 4-H State Ambassadors. We have started this podcast to showcase all the great things 4-H has to offer. Our podcast will include stories from Minnesota 4-H members, information about 4-H opportunities, and we will also hear from some 4-H experts. Hello, and welcome to the Clover Chat. My name is Megan, and I am a Minnesota 4-H State Ambassador, and on today's recording, we are sharing an episode from the University of Minnesota Extension Youth's Developmental Podcast called The Journey to Leadership and a Youth's Perspective. You will hear from State Ambassadors Riley and Paige about their leadership journey. We hope you enjoy it. Often, we report the impacts, the results of our programming with youth. Now, while that's important data, how often do we hear the stories that are built on the experiences which lead to those impacts? This is the University of Minnesota Extension Center for Youth Development podcast series. I'm Carrie Rabadou. In this podcast, we're going to explore the journey to leadership through the youth perspective as we hear stories from Minnesota 4-H youth. I have three special guests with me today, Meg Clark, our Minnesota 4-H State Ambassador Coordinator, and two youth leaders, Riley and Paige. Welcome to the YD Podcast Series. Thanks for having us, Carrie. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you all for being here to talk about this very important topic of that journey to leadership. And I'm especially excited to have Youth Voice on this podcast and Riley and Paige, your willingness to share your leadership story with us in this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Let's start here. Meg, the concept of journey to leadership. Help us understand that, because as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we so often jump right to the impacts of our programs. Why is it important for us to hear the stories that led young people to these leadership skills, leadership opportunities? Well, first off, I'm going to say that I had my own leadership journey in 4-H. I uh, was a 13-year 4-H'er and now work with 4-H. Um, I worked in 4-H in a couple different capacities, but now as the Minnesota 4-H State Ambassador Coordinator and also am a state ambassador alumnus myself. But talking about this journey to leadership is so important because when you first join 4-H, whether you join as a clover bud or if you join later as a middle schooler or a high schooler, when you get into 4-H, you're instantly developing these leadership skills. You're watching people present. You're giving interviews when you're getting your project judged. There are resumes and record keeping. So you're learning these different writing skills that you're going to use in a job someday, you know, and there's all these activities from your club meetings and project days and exhibiting at the county fair or a showcase where you're, you're capturing all these pieces that you're, you're learning that will take you further in life. And, you know, because of these pieces that happen along your 4-H experience or journey, these skills are something that you eventually use as a member of your community or in your job. So these 4-H pieces are just always there. You know, there's many youth that have been in 4-H that maybe have not become a top tier leader as a 4-H state ambassador, but maybe they're a leader because of a skill that they learn because of their 4-H experience. You know, so much of the information that we share on this podcast series is as a result of programming we've done with youth through Minnesota 4-H. We'll refer to Minnesota 4-H as our learning lab. 
And so as people are listening to this podcast series, first of all, I'm super excited to be able to showcase what happens in our learning lab, what where the magic all happens, where young people are experiencing and, and these stories that you guys are going to share today of what happens. But, you know, as you talk about that, Meg, you provided so many examples of how Minnesota 4-H is providing these opportunities so that young people are taken on this journey to leadership. Yeah, exactly. For sure. There's, it, it, and it's so many ways that it happens. It's, it's just amazing all the things that can be done. Well, let's get right into those stories and hear about a couple ways that this can be done. I have asked Riley and Paige to share a few things with us. First of all, the story of their leadership journey and where they are now, how adults have guided the process for them, and how they use and continue to grow the leadership skills that they've learned through 4-H opportunities. Where does that extend beyond 4-H and into other programmatic efforts? We are going to start with Riley. Again, thank you for being a part of the podcast, Riley. I'd love to hear your story. No, thank you. So my story started a long time ago, before I can probably remember, if I'm going to be honest. So I was two when my little sister was born. And everyone knows being an older sister, you're going to take on some form of a leadership role. However, I used to always see those TV shows where they were always mean to their little siblings. So I didn't want to be that person. I took notes for her. I did my homework specifically correctly so that she could have something to look after. However, it kind of provided a setback because I became quiet or shy where she was allowed to be more outgoing and do more things. So 4-H actually helped me because I attended Yellow in 2018 or 2019, and it helped me find my voice and project it. And that was the first time I had really experienced being able to talk freely in front of a group of other people without stumbling over my words or a variety of other reasons. Yellow stands for Youth Exploring Leadership and Learning Opportunities. It's typically a three-day camp or camp-like activity that helps provide these opportunities for youth in a variety of ages all across the state. But from there, I was able to be more engaged in my day-to-day life. So I took a bigger part in my religion. I stepped up in my club and my county, which is Winona County. So I was more of a rural kid. However, I even got to take a bigger part in my sports. I contributed in large part to becoming a captain for my cross-country team this next upcoming year. Adults had actually really helped me, and I didn't realize this until you had posed the question, because they were so discreet about it. My adults had really pushed me from the background, if that makes sense. When I was little and I first joined 4-H, It was making cookies, and that doesn't seem like a big thing, but it provided that hands-on opportunity where I wasn't just sitting in a chair listening to roll calls and the next thing and the thing after that. It provided that welcoming feeling. And then moving forward, as I left that club and moved to a different one where we formed our own, we came up with our own motto, and not necessarily the kids because we couldn't really think of one at the time or we couldn't find a way to voice what we wanted. However, one of our adult volunteers came up with the idea of giving back to the community. 
or giving back to those who have helped us along the way. So I, in turn, applied to become a Minnesota 4-H state ambassador because they have given so much to me and it was my turn to give back. From there, they helped me find a variety of skills, some of which I didn't even know I had. (laughs) Originally, I didn't realize I was a people person. I thought that when I grew up, I wanted to be in my own little cubicle. I wanted to work at a desk. I didn't want to engage with anyone. And now I realize that could not be further from the truth. I love talking to people. And recently, I have tested these skills at Southwest Blue, which I was able to attend and help facilitate. Blue is building leadership and understanding. This can be an overnight camp or a day camp, and it is generally a regional activity. So at Blue, I was allowed to use these skills to help facilitate my groups and engage in conversation, as well as bring them out of their comfort zone to learn better leadership skills. What I'm hearing through your story, Riley, is this this woven experience of feeling welcomed, where adults guided and partnered with you to help you not only discover your skill set and your passions, but help you help you to develop them further. How do you see yourself using these skills as you move on into young adulthood? I see myself using these skills as I move forward into adulthood in a variety of senses. I've used them to help engage with my peers, whether it's helping them understand the different trials of life, if that makes sense, or like their difficulties along their own paths. I've also used this in a large scale where it's more of a public speaking kind of thing where I project my voice and allow for others to be heard as well. Because sometimes people don't realize that their voice is very important, like I was in the very beginning. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us, Riley. Let's move on to Paige. Yeah, thank you again for having me on the podcast today. I really appreciate this opportunity. So my leadership journey, as I feel like most 4-H'ers, can relate to. My leadership journey kind of started slightly accidentally. We joke within our state ambassador team that we are creating content for Blue to trick the kids into learning. They're doing a fun activity, but they're learning something from it. And I definitely see that within my own 4-H journey. So I started off only wanting to do the horse project. I wanted to go to the county fair, ride my horse. I attended the club meetings I had to in order to get there. Everything was fine and dandy throughout most of elementary school. Then in middle school, I had an older youth peer encourage me to join our club's executive board. Now, I had been the kind of kid who was just hiding at the back of the club meetings, there to be there. I would participate in activities, but not really say a lot. So that was a huge step for me. And I was running unopposed. So I ended up with the position. From there, I had I moved up in the kind of up in the ranks of our club's um, executive board. And especially when I found myself in the president position, our adult leader of our club at the time was amazing. She was so wonderful at helping me figure out what sort of plans I needed to make, coordinating venues, all of that. Because at the time I was a seventh and eighth grader. I did not have a lot of experience with that. Her guidance really helped give me confidence in order to continue seeking higher leadership opportunities and continue to learn how to grow my own leadership skills. Going back to my origins in the horse project, what that looked like was 
I participated in hippology throughout most of my middle school and early high school years. So hippology is a knowledge-based competition within the horse project where you take tests, there's stations, there's horse judging, and there's a team problem. So specifically within the team problem, you get a certain amount of time to solve a problem with your team and then present that problem to a judge. So obviously this helps youth develop critical thinking as well as public speaking. But for me, my coach of, at the time, she encouraged me to be the first person to speak for my team. So kind of how our team worked that almost made me a hypothetical captain, even though we all felt as equals. So because of my coach encouraging me into that role at the time, I didn't still have the public speaking skills that probably that role deserved, but it helped give me that gentle nudge into developing those um, and the encouragement and confidence to do that. So my experiences within the horse project and then within my club, combining those helped me continue wanting to learn um, and continue wanting to seek out new opportunities. So I joined my county ambassadors and my county's federation. Um, I got involved in that and I helped work alongside adults to plan events for a county for clover buds, um, prep for county fair, all of that. Um, and that, those were some of my first full experiences of recognizing that I was involved in a youth adult partnership. So fast forward a couple of years through participating in my own blue, leading more activities at the county level, all of that, I was presented with the opportunity to become a state ambassador. Now, I decided to apply because I had encouragement from adults surrounding me. I actually got an email that was saying, hey, I think you would be a really good candidate for this. You should apply. Now, I still don't know who that email came from, but I'm very thankful for them because my two years as a state ambassador have absolutely skyrocketed my confidence in my leadership abilities and my knowledge of how I can grow from here. State Ambassadors has taught me how to work with adults as complete equals. And that's something that is such a valuable skill because even in previous experiences where I felt as an equal, it I don't know how to put it into words, but it's just slightly different once I was in that state ambassador position. Those adults and our advisors really show respect to the state ambassadors and they understand what we've gone through to be in our roles and how special that is. So for me, those relationships I have grown within my state ambassador role, working with adults and then taking the what we've worked on, bringing it to the state of Minnesota and the youth and creating those really positive youth development experiences has been such a valuable skill. And it's really shown me the power that can come when there is a mutual respect between adults and youth for a common goal and a common drive to get there. One of the highlights from your story is that not only have the adults partnered with, walked by you, guided you through this journey. So I'd like to go back to how older teen leaders guided you, encouraged you, and were a part of this process as well. And that now you are that older teen leader and providing that for other youth within our 4-H program. Exactly. And it's still crazy for me to wrap my head around that. I remember my first blue, well, my one blue that I went to as a participant, I saw the state ambassadors as older than me, way more experienced, super cool, all of that. And now here I am in my second year as a state ambassador, planning on leading in my third in-person blue this upcoming weekend. And it's insane to think that I'm now in that role I used to not idolize, but definitely look up to and be like, 
wow, I'm now creating that experience for kids who hopefully see me in that same way. And that's such an indescribably special feeling. It makes me really proud that I stuck with it in order to really give back to Minnesota 4-H what it gave to me. That's really cool. And so I will ask you the same question that I asked Riley. Where do you foresee seeing the skills, the leadership skills that you have built into your young adulthood? For sure. I definitely see these helping me in continuing to help me in my academics, as well as once I reach the workforce and in a professional sense, 4-H has really given me the ability to work well with others and have that respect that those adults have shown me and have respect for other people my age, as well as people older than me, and especially people younger than me, because if I know now, as a senior in high school, that seventh graders can have some really incredible ideas, I know that'll be a super valuable skill when I'm, say, 35 in my job, and the new hire is 22, and I can still have that respect. So I see those skills as helping me work well with others, as well as help create a positive environment and influence people I'm working with to also have that respect and want to work towards common goals. The culmination of the experiences that you two both shared have led to both of you being Minnesota 4-H state ambassadors. You both put that into your story, but I want to highlight that for a moment because that is a big deal. It's one of the highest achievements that many 4-Hers strive to get to. And so I do want to take a moment. Congratulations to both of you. And thank you so much for taking important leadership in our Minnesota 4-H program. But I have a question for you. I'm going to throw it out. If you were to give advice to adults with the experiences that you've had, what advice do you have for adults who are working with youth, they may, who may or may not be working with the 4-H Youth Development Program, what is that one nugget that you would tell an adult really made a difference for you and you would encourage them to take as they continue working with youth in their programs? Some advice that I'd like to give adults working with youth is I found it's very helpful to encourage individuality and creativity especially with the younger youth and growing up in the age range. Because I found that when you're really little, you feel like your voice isn't heard, even if it is. So by encouraging that individuality or you don't have to follow the group, you're really encouraging them to find out who they are. I'd also like to have a normalization of mistakes because I've had it multiple times where my advisors or a variety of other 4-H volunteers have openly admitted to making small mistakes or just little road bumps along the way. And it normalizes everything that I have ever felt bad or guilty about and allows me to push forward in a positive way. I would love to echo everything Riley just said there, 110%. And building off of that, the advice I would give to adults is to be aware of the fact that kids are still human. Kids are still have emotions, just like adults do. And they understand when they're being respected and when they might be overshadowed slightly. As a youth, especially in my younger years, I was very aware when I was sharing an idea and adults were listening, but then it wasn't recognized. So really giving recognition and respect to youth ideas and genuine consideration 
genuinely keeping that thought of youth adult partnerships being equal in your mind. It's something I have noticed throughout most of my years in 4-H when adults have that thought in their forefront versus when it might not always be a priority necessarily. Um, and I think it creates a significantly more positive experience when the intention is that youth are the focus and that youth ideas are what are going to be guiding the path of whatever the goal the group is trying to accomplish is. So just keeping that intention in mind would be my main piece of advice. Great advice. And thank you both so much for those insights. Now, before we bring this podcast to a close, I have to acknowledge another podcast series of which these two ladies have been involved with. Given that shout out to a youth-led podcast series, Clover Chat, which I'll mention can be found at z.umn.edu slash Clover Chat Podcast. Don't worry, I'll put it in the description for this podcast. Paige, will you share with us just a little bit about what this podcast is and what we can learn from it? For sure. I... I love Clover Chat. I would just like to preface this. Clover Chat was created early in the 2020-2021 State Ambassador year. So, and since the creation of the podcast, I've been on the State Ambassador Marketing and Promotion Committee. So the podcast Clover Chat has been kind of our brainchild. The youth on both last year and this year's Marketing and Promotion Committee, we write the scripts, we record, our advisors help us edit, as well as youth, depending on the time of year and how busy we are, which again, youth adult partnerships, sometimes we can take on a little bit more responsibility. Sometimes we have to hand it over to our adults and that's perfectly okay. But on Clover Chat, we talk about what's happening in the state ambassador years. So we'll talk about true leaders in service month. We'll talk about blue, little personal promo. We'll talk about the Dan Patch program, which is a youth leadership award within the horse project. I was on that episode. And yeah, Clover Chat just started as a random idea we had in a brainstorming session within our marketing and promotion committee. And it has grown so dramatically since then to over a dozen episodes with listeners international. And it's really a great way to hear what the Minnesota State Ambassadors are up to and what we think that Minnesota 4-H youth want to know about, need to know about. So definitely check it out. We appreciate y'all listening. Love the passion and the excitement that you just heard in Paige's voice about that. And I mean, truly, if you want to hear an example of a youth-led, youth-inspired, really interesting and uh, fun podcast to listen to youth share about their experiences, subscribe to Clover Chat and go ahead and have a listen. I 100% agree with you, Carrie. I have been one of the adults that have worked with the marketing and promotion committees the last couple of years to put this podcast into fruition and just being able to listen to Riley and Paige's leadership journeys again. It just brings so much joy to my heart from having been a state ambassador and now getting to work with this team. It's such a privilege to work with you both and everyone else on the current and past state ambassador teams that I've worked with. And it's so great to watch these youth grow and then, you know, being able to continue to watch them grow. Um, I have a former state ambassador um, that was on my very first full team that is now working um, with Minnesota 4-H as well. So it's great to see where their leadership has gone since they left us. And it's really great to watch that. And I'm just, I'm proud that I get to be a small snippet of that journey for them. 
Thank you, Meg. And thank you, Paige and Riley. I truly cannot thank you enough for sharing your journey to leadership with us in this podcast. And I will see after listening to these two, ask the young people who you work with what their leadership journey is. And I think you'll learn a lot about your program. And I'm always awed and can never be more impressed with the young people in our programs and especially of the two of you tonight. So again, thank you for sharing all that you did. Thank you again for having us on. We really appreciate the opportunity. And I know I can personally say 4-H has made me who I am today. And I wouldn't be able to say that without the adults who have helped guide that journey. So thank you for having us on and thank you to all adults who have the passion to work with youth and help us figure ourselves out. I completely agree with Paige. Thank you. And as we wrap things up here, I will ask you to visit our website to access more resources at www.extension.umn.edu slash youth. There you are going to find resources and information about upcoming training on many topics related to youth development programs that you can participate in through in-person, online, and web-based platforms. You can also learn more about the Minnesota 4-H program that you've heard about in this podcast. Meg, Paige, and Riley, thank you again for joining this podcast to share your leadership journey. This is Carrie Ravadu from the University of Minnesota Extension Center for Youth Development. Please tune in again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Clover Chat. If you're looking for a way to get your leadership journey started, please join the state ambassadors at our 4-H conference known as YELLOW. YELLOW stands for Youth Exploring Leadership and Learning Opportunities. YELLOW is for youth grades 7 and up and provides youth the chance to participate in small group activities, service projects, destination explorations, and social activities. To learn more about YELLOW and to register, visit z.umn.edu backslash 4 H-Y-E-L-L-O. If there's a topic you'd like to hear the state ambassadors talk about, email mn4h-stateambiadvisors at umn.edu. The Clover Chat is sponsored by the number four, the letter H, and the color green. See you next time. 4-H is a youth development program of the University of Minnesota Extension. It is available for youth in kindergarten through one year after high school. 4-Hers participate in hands-on learning experiences in STEM, leadership and civic engagement, animal science, creative arts, and much more. To learn more about Minnesota 4-H, visit z.umn.edu slash 4-H.